I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson uh, and Clint Scott, I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com, we'll have friendship at Lord Lagoy <laughs> coming up at 6.30 on DoubleT973. Mandalorian Lagoon. Well, I mean, you tell me what that says, Gus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if that's Midlands. not a if that's not a Lagoy, it's an Igoy. Yeah, Ligari, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I'm I'm sure that uh, it means Midland Legacy. That makes sense. Mid, Context. It's actually Midlothian legal. Mm. <laughs> um, that coverage starting at six thirty on Double T ninety seven three, and at uh, six thirty on one hundred point seven, the score will have Cooper versus Am Radlow High. <laughs> Just reading off the uh, the board here in the. First United Bank Double T ninety seven three studio. Handwriting's a little rough. See, I know that I have terrible handwriting, which is why whenever I am writing something like a form that needs to be legible, you slow down. All caps. Oh, nice. Hard to screw that up. Yep. Um, we'll have uh, all kinds of sports for you tomorrow. Uh, of course, really do Red Raiders and Baylor. That coverage starts at six uh, here on Double T ninety seven three. Uh, Coors Light post game show after the game. Uh, Optimum Game Day Live starts at 7 a.m. here on Double T 97.3. And then playoff baseball tomorrow on the score. We'll start with the Rangers at Baltimore. That coverage begins at 11.30. And then at 3.15, coverage will start, um, provided the Rangers game is over, um, Astros and Twins. And that's uh, both of those on 100.7 yeah. a.m. 950. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the cool thing is around all of. What we've got going on there is that both of those baseball games can be heard on this these here stations. So uh, both days, because sometimes it'll get up against the like the tech football sure. game or whatever. But it really lines up well. We can, you know, you and I talked about initially when it when the Rangers clinched what on Wednesday, we immediately knew hey it's Saturday noon first pitch, so it stays away from tech football in a way that we can enjoy both. And then the Astros stick right in there at three again i mean if you know we'll, we'll probably if we're all doing our jobs well we'll be working multiple I mean, screens and doing doing all the start things now well that's true so maybe we'll just have the one screen burning hot love to get your thoughts and comments today on the h flooring center chat line at double t 97 all guests appear via the visual edge it hotline Bum, 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 bum. Well, there are uh, three college football games tonight. Um, we have a soccer result to discuss. Ooh, that was a good one, too. Actually, there are just two football games tonight. But it so, was. Uh, you, it was and I were, watch, you and yeah. I were watching that separately. We weren't like... Yeah. Holding hands. Didn't have a watch party. Um, 
You guys so, never invite me to the soccer cuddling. parties. Cuddling. But, uh, we were cuddling on the couch. Lot, lot Whispering of sweet nothing. Mm-hmm. Momentum shifts. I mean, BYU mm-hmm. up early, one nothing. Uh, Red Raiders tie it before half. Um, Red Raiders go on top, um, two to one, in the uh, early in the second, and then kind of a a fluky-ish goal uh, equalizer for BYU that just it just wasn't cleared. It just looks like a misstep or yeah. tripped or something. Misstep by the yeah. tech defender, yeah. Put the door um, right on the doorstep. End but. result, though, was a, a draw. Yep. Um, and so uh, both teams get a point, and so Tech remains undefeated. Um, and, you know, while you would have preferred to win, obviously, I don't think a draw really hurts you. Nope. And uh, agree. And, and what this sets up is Sunday, 1 o'clock. Uh, hey, the Cowboys don't play until the late game, so right. if you're the kind of person who would – Oh, no. Yeah, they're even later. I was thinking the 3 o'clock late game. Even if you're dialed in on the Chiefs, that's like a 3.30 game. 1 o'clock over at the uh, soccer field, soccer complex there for the Red Raiders. Uh, Playing TCU. TCU also tied for first. Mm-hmm. Massive mate game. Massive yeah. Game. Yeah. And, uh, but that, yeah, that I, I learned a little bit about uh, BYU soccer last night. Pretty good tradition there. Head coach, you know, Tom Stone's been here. He's coaching his 17th season. Uh, there, the, the BYU head coach has been there 29 years. Dang. Yeah, and uh, so so you got to combine 46 years going at it, and it's not just like a 44 years and a two, but sure. a really 29, <laughs> 17. And, and, uh, but the, the BYU situation, I mean, immediately, immediately you turn it on, and they had like some end zone seating and – I, I bet their little grandstand deal, I shouldn't say little, but I bet fairly comparable in terms of capacity to what we have here. You know, the one that runs mm-hmm. on the on the side of the field. Uh, but they have like two little end zone sections or whatever you'd call that, goal line sections. And uh, that place was juiced. And, and the fact that I'm getting to is they uh, have led the NCAA in attendance six of the last seven years. So if when you talk about a hostile environment, at least in terms of lots of people attending games, that was it last night. And so to go stare that thing down and uh, and and play pretty well, it felt like uh, BYU may have had a few more scoring opportunities, and you know there may have been longer stretches. But obviously, Tech found a way. And I'm not saying BYU dominated it, but it felt like they, you know, maybe a 60-40 type deal, but. We came up big and and a couple of really good saves. First time in how long that we've allowed two goals in a game, which um, is crazy. Like that's yeah, crazy is. good. Yeah. Um, and you know that's a good example of why you wanted BYU in your conference, right? Not not that you're going to you know be be made or broken by soccer attendance, mm-hmm. but if you're if you're putting five thousand plus in the stands for a, a soccer game on a Thursday night. Right, that's a pretty good, you know, gauge of the level of fan investment in your athletics programs. Yeah, right. You bet. Um, and it helps that they're a top ten program, and you know they were picked to finish first in the league and all that stuff. They're good. It's not like they're a, you know, a two and nine team. But as we move toward a more kind of direct to consumer reality, years down the line, that level of fan investment will pay off. You for bet. The Twelve. Yeah, I agree. And that. Uh... And they've got a nationwide following akin to, I don't know that it 
I certainly didn't surpass Notre Dame um, in longevity for sure, and maybe not in just sheer numbers. I would assume not in sheer numbers, but uh, yeah, there's there's folks in every corner of the country that follow that that situation, and uh, yeah, good good fun soccer game to watch, and uh, really sets the stage for another big one here on Sunday at one o'clock. More tech talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Happy Friday. Thank you for making us part of your day with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 97.3.com. We'll get this in the chat line. Oh, so Raymar actually prioritizes one broadcast over another. I thought that they hooked their services out to everyone. Yeah, I don't know what the picking order is, um, but, you know, only one thing can be on one station at a time. It's kind of how it works. And so, uh, yeah, we try to get it all out there for everybody, but sometimes it can't always be on the, the normal or kind of its usual station. For example, the Rangers on Saturday. Yep. I uh, Yeah, so it's a... It's a uh, especially once you get it up against the tech sports and like you said i think tech sports probably takes the least of football basketball and takes a priority over some of that stuff that but it's, it's probably good having to because back in the day before 100.7 it was just you know kind of sol right i mean you had, you had 9 am 950 i guess you could still kind of mess around with, yeah that's but, right they push some stuff there but um, now we we can get we can we can cover a lot of things because you know once we get into March, late February, March, you get a lot of basketball, baseball overlaps, Lady Raiders in there, and so it's uh, it's good to have a radio home for all that. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, then you start throwing in Cowboys and this time of year and and uh, playoff baseball and all that. It's good 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 problem to have. It's good when you're in the car. I don't think that there will be too many um, conflicts because Thursday is an off day, so if if the uh, you know series between the Rangers and the Orioles go um, goes, goes five six games or I mean, whatever it is, yeah. I think this will be a I think this one's a five round, a best of five. Oh, okay, the well then either DS. way, yeah, yeah. Um, we could have so some, no if it goes yeah to next Friday, I guess. Yeah, it could go. Yeah, it could go to next game five would be next Friday, I believe. Yes, so right. Would, so it would skip Thursday. Is yeah. what I'm saying. So we, it, it, there would be no conflict uh, conflict between the McGuire show and any Rangers games. Uh, this in the chat line is Texas Tech, one of the better non revenue athletics programs. I'd say so, especially in the Big Twelve. Um, I mean, uh, there there's certainly some. Uh, I mean. I, I guess if we're going to answer this question, we'd have to talk about the programs that are struggling. Feels like volleyball is struggling a little right. bit, but softball hasn't been. Yeah, feels like they're improving. Second year head coach, but yeah, uh, um, I mean, certainly when you think about uh, the track programs, is as you know, baseball and um, golf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hard to hard to argue with it. I, I imagine it definitely you definitely punch above your weight. I yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good way to say it. I'm sure the Longhorns, of, if we were just laying out raw numbers, the Longhorns are way more successful. But I I would think the uh, 
you know, in terms of the sports like volleyball and you get down into the tennis and, and, and those situations that, that if, if there was a true financial advantage to having all their money and all the resources they have, um, it probably plays out in those sports, you know, whereas, uh, you know, we're, we're them having a, a operating budget that's almost twice ours. Maybe it, it certainly helps them in football and basketball. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I would think it makes a huge difference in some of those other sports, the volleyballs and tennis and those things, just the resources that are available to them. But facilities and that that sort of thing certainly tradition and all that you know last week um the the one big 12 weekday game was the only one of that week's matchups that had a point spread that was pretty close right yeah. cincinnati and, and byu i think the bearcats were like one or two point road favorites and byu ended up winning that game and the all the saturday games were pretty lopsided point spread wise mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we got a couple upsets uh, we had some close finishes, so it didn't play out exactly how our friends in the desert predicted. Uh, but this week, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, there's a Big 12 game tonight. K-State at Oklahoma State. The Wildcats are 11.5-point road favorites. Bit of a bit of a red flag. Uh, but all of the other games, the four Saturday games, those are all one-score uh, lines. Texas is a 5.5-point favorite in the Red River Shootout. Uh, UCF is a two-point favorite on the road, which I think is interesting at Kansas. Uh, Tech is a one-point road favorite. Um, and TCU is a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Interesting that uh, of the four games that are being played on a campus in the Big 12, the the road team is yeah. currently favored in all of them. How much of that uh, UCF slight favorite over Kansas has to do with the starting quarterback? For the Jayhawks. Oh, I would sure think a lot. Yeah, I would too. I wonder if that wonder wonder what that did that number change a bunch this week, Clint? Did you pay attention to it? Um, sorry, I was testing mics. If you're that's talking right. about, I assume the Kansas UCF line. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yes, that went to UCF being a point and a half favorite. Yeah. I he think. just he just said two, but what was it early this week? Was uh, it? It started out Kansas was a three and a half. Yeah, there you go. So probably that's a, a five pretty point big jump. Swing on, yeah. the, on the starting quarterback news is what I was getting at. Yeah. Interesting. And it's like the combo of, oh, Jalen Daniels isn't playing, and here comes Plumlee. So yeah. the, the, that's where. Interesting. This is, that's a really interesting from. and, like, dangerous position for UCF because suddenly you're, I mean, if you don't play well, you're not going to win that game. I don't care who Kansas plays at quarterback. I mean, their offense, um, they have some – some talent now, yeah, some home even run with, hitters, even with Daniels on the sideline. Um, you lose this game and you're zero and three in the Big Twelve, right? I mean, you're zero and three. Yeah, welcome to the welcome to the Power Five, right? And at that point, <laughs> that Baylor collapse starts to kind of loom pretty large, mm-hmm. and they still play at Oklahoma. Um, they still come here. They get West Virginia, which is going to be tougher than they probably expected starting out. I don't know, man. That's a tough spot for the uh, for the Knights. Um, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Somebody says Jalen Daniels is out for Kansas. Clint, I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Hey, no, 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 no. We don't. 
We don't abuse we don't that. Make no, my finger slipped. Speaking of sounders, though, <laughs> it was supposed to be. Uh, 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 I received an email from myself. Oh wow! Sending myself emails. This is uh, not something that we predicted. Uh, our friend Bobby Hot Dogs, frequent texter, yeah. on July 31st predicted wow. that the Texas Rangers would lose oh. in the wild card round to the Blue Jays. Bobby Hot Dogs getting and called onto the carpet. That's <laughs> double wrong. Somebody, if Bobby Hot Dogs is not listening right now, one of you guys text him and say he is being spoken about. I mean, I'm not dunking on him. Oh. Just, but hey, if you're sure. if you're the subject of a oh, sending yeah. yourself email, then you 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 know you you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Also, you, we'll have our uh, FCS draft rounded out on Saturday. Ooh, How about that's that? right, early October. Yes, finally, I'm sitting pretty there, tied for first. Y- yes, the worst that we can finish now is tied three ways. If uh, if Clint is on the wrong end of this thing, and I hope that he is, yeah. uh, then he'll be last, and you and I'll be tied. Pop for all around. Bob, yeah, and that's what you're doing. You're the, the, if, you, if that happens, you're supplying us some sodies. Your uh, your pick, and this was your first pick, and this was the first overall pick, so th- this kind of speaks to his confidence in this, <laughs> but it's William and Mary over Virginia. The tribe. Still like my pick. Still like it. Okay. I'm thinking uh, Royal Crown Soda would be the would be the call if the tribe doesn't come through for you. So when the tribe does, do I like buy you a pop and you buy Aaron nah, yeah, a pop I don't think and Aaron buys me a pop? Every time you say pop, I die inside. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> well, well, what about when next. I say soda? Soda's fine. <laughs> it's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Uh, Eric says this, dude just said pop. Uh, hand over face emoji. Oh no, part of Aaron died again. Uh, Pop. Our friend El Jefe says, unsurprise me that Bobby Hot Dogs, two-time lowest listener league scorer, will be wrong about a prediction. Um, Someone else says this prediction. Rangers win this weekend, and Morton throws for 300, and Taj runs for 100. I feel like if if you throw for 300 and run for 100, you win. Yeah, unless there's just... A complete failing in the red zone, or a complete failing in special teams. Right. You know, if, if we had a, or if it's like three hundred yards and four interceptions. Yeah. True. Or yeah, you're just getting down to the ten and getting not converting touchdowns and missing field goals and getting stuff blocked and run back and all the things. But yeah, I'd, I'd take that three hundred, one hundred. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Do y'all think that Georgia is on upset alert? This uh, Kentucky week, is that right? Uh, they're playing Kentucky, yes. Yeah. They're hosting Kentucky. Oh. 14 and a half point favorites, though. 
They've uh, and they've struggled offensively. Like it's uh, one of the advanced metrics. Uh, I can't remember what it was that I heard. Um, you know that they've been in the top ten the last few years. They're at like sixty-seven this year. Um, and they still have one of the, maybe the best tight end in the whole shooting match, and they, they they're plenty good. But it's it's it does feel like they've taken a bit of a step back. Like that national championship thing, maybe as as open as it's been in a few years. Un- unfortunately, it's hard to ignore the Longhorns in that conversation right now. Uh, hopefully, they're still headed for your four loss season prediction time's running out yeah it, it, they feel like tomorrow's what needs to be it wasn't a prediction i don't want to get yeah, like no, crushed that no, was what, what i was hoping for. it was a dream scenario like a win in tuscaloosa and finishing eight and four would be high it's comedy the crushing yeah. the crushing weight of, of four losses yeah it's uh and you know the difference in that team this year texas um it feels like to me is is the real what what's been so impressive about them that yours is throwing a lot of passes to Worthy? I don't think any of us are surprised by that, right? Um, that that on both sides of the line of scrimmage, they appear to be really good. Uh, and you you and I don't sit around and make a uh, a uh, closet industry of complimenting the Longhorns, but just stating stating observations there. Uh, you know they went into they went into Tuscaloosa and pushed pushed those guys around again on both sides of the ball protect the quarterback they got pressure on Milrow with four you know those were a lot of four man rushes and uh, and at the very end of that game had a what it's ran out the last six seven minutes all running plays uh, and and that 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 speaks to something that you and I've talked about a little bit. Uh, you know, being able to uh, just impose your will, like, hey, we're running it here. We're not going to tell you if we're running it right or left, but eh, we all pretty much know we're running it. And you, you can put cram some extra dudes in the box or whatever, and we're still getting four yards. And uh, it does feel like the the Longhorns are uh, like a, it feels different this time. But I, again, I'm still hoping for a mass disappointment. I think that if if you're a Longhorn fan, I think what you're probably most excited about is that. Tomorrow you're going to play the the best quarterback on your schedule mm-hmm. in Dylan Gabriel. Um, you know Mil- Milrow may end up being really really good. He he wasn't in week two. Um, I don't think that he is yet. Um, Ga- Gabriel's clearly the best quarterback on the entire schedule uh, since they didn't play Jalen Daniels against Kansas. Because you know Donovan Smith, I, I like the guy. I hope he succeeds. Not it. Keaton Slovis, not it. Will Howard has been dinged up. Um, you know, the, the Morris kid at TCU, not it. Uh, Rocco Brecht or whatever at Iowa State, not it. And then Baron Morton, I mean, who knows what he is at this point. So if if they can navigate those waters, all they have to do really the next six games, if they can win tomorrow, is just not really beat themselves. And – you know, I think in defense of people that are rooting against that, they haven't done a great job of doing that over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Right? Their track record of not beating themselves is not great. Maybe this team is is different, very possible. Um, certainly very talented, but 
um, you know, they're not going to be face another ranked opponent more than likely yeah. the rest of the way out. And so I, I think um, if they do go undefeated um, and, and you know, beat Oklahoma or whatever team in the Big 12 championship game, I think that there will be some questions about schedule strength, fair or unfair. I'm not saying that, you know, it's valid, but because the second half of the season is going to be pretty lackluster. Yeah. And the pollsters, I mean, the pollsters, the playoff committee or whatever are going to have the Tuscaloosa thing to go, yeah, but Sure, yeah. And they might be able to lose tomorrow. And, you know, they, they, they might be able to be a one-loss team and still get there um, to the playoff. And, and, and bringing this back to Georgia, it's just felt like that Georgia-Bama thing has been just, you know, so heavy over the last few years. Um, and... Both of those teams have, you know, I I wouldn't say deficiencies. We'd trade place with, sure, trade their rosters in a minute. Uh, But, um, you know, this uh, Georgia outfit feels like it's taking a step back. I mean, two years ago, they had like what the Eagles defense, (laughs) the Philadelphia Eagles now were Georgia Bulldogs or their D line or whatever. you know, the, uh, Michigan may be interesting, and of course, a lot of that Big Ten stuff. A lot of their Big Ten head button is is ahead. They're kind of like the anti Texas, yeah. Because in a lot of ways, it's you know not really sure what you're looking at until November right. hits. Right, they're they're just destroying teams, and their numbers are insane. But how much stock do you put in a 31-7 win over Rutgers or right. a forty-five-seven sure. win? Over Nebraska, wake, wake me up when it's Penn State, when it's Ohio State. I mean, yeah, they're they're just taking care of business right now, chewing up what they need to, and and uh, yeah, and I and because because Michigan State will sneak up on them every once in a while because that's a big rivalry and all that. But this probably, probably not the year. Probably yeah. not this year. You know, I don't know about Iowa getting in there, and I don't. They don't play Iowa. Yeah, funny. I was gonna say I don't even know who Minnesota playing, but, uh. tomorrow uh, in. Minnesota, the uh, the Wolverines are eighteen and a half point favorites yeah. on the road. Then they host Indiana. They'll be a million point favorites against the Hoosiers. They play at Michigan State. Yeah. Have a hard time imagining they'll lose that game. They host Purdue, which has not been great under first year coach Ryan Waters. And then at Penn State, um, at Maryland, and the uh, the Terps are undefeated right now. They're not they're not some slappy. And then, they're uh, interesting. And then the game. Yeah, the big one That's, against Ohio State. Uh, that is in interesting. Boy, that yeah. thing builds up good. And that that Maryland game is, uh, you know, that's Tua's little brother mm-hmm. who started at Alabama, and he's uh, he's done a good job. Like I saw saw something. Like he's a his his you know eighteen touchdowns to two interceptions kind of a deal, something like that. And so he's he's playing pretty good pretty good ball this year. More tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi how are you good afternoon it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until Six o'clock. Would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety seven three dot com. We get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. 
they say Georgia has to have someone else step up besides having that big tight end, Brock Bowers. Uh, Kentucky could very well beat the Bulldogs. This is from Dutch. Dutch, do you have a? Do you put a unit or two on that? That's a fourteen pointer there. Did you say fourteen and a half? Maybe? Fourteen and a half. <laughs> uh, and that, that game is in Athens. Yeah. And while certainly I don't think that anybody would mistake that Georgia offense for being prolific, right? Um, clearly a big step back from last year. That defense is still pretty legit. It's pretty salty. Right? There's not been much of a drop-off Hard there. to score on. And so my question is more about where are the points coming from yeah. from Kentucky? And I just I just don't know that beating Florida at home, even if it's by you know almost 20 points, I don't know if that is quite the same at this point as, you know, scoring three or four times against Georgia. I just don't. Yeah, like a so so a 24 to 10 won't do it. 24 to 10 win won't do won't cover that spread. That's what I'm getting at. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um but I'm just talking about them winning the game. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I, hear I just don't Yeah. cuz Kentucky has played a, a pretty soft schedule up to this point. I, I would trade with them happily. I'm sure. not I would love to be 5 and 0. Uh, Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, at Vanderbilt, Florida. So they've only left the state of Kentucky one time, and that was to go play at Vanderbilt, which um, is a church, basically, in terms of the atmosphere. This will be a little bit different, right? And I think that uh, what's probably working against Kentucky here, which is going to be really weird to say out loud, they're ranked. This isn't the Kentucky of old where, you know, five years ago, six years ago, most SEC fan bases, most, heck, opponents would go, oh, Kentucky, that's, I mean, just chalk that up as a win right now. Why even bother playing? Um, You know, you're not going to sneak up on anybody. You're ranked. You're undefeated. You've been really good, um, pretty good to really good over the years. Um, You know, you, you should probably get their full attention, especially considering that, you know, this this is probably their second or third best opponent on the schedule. You know, they'll, they'll play uh, Missouri, which I don't really put a lot of stock in. Uh, they play Ole Miss at home. Ole Miss is pretty good, and they play at Tennessee, and Tennessee's mm-hmm. kind of struggling too. So I'm curious about Missouri because that's they're undefeated now. What they've got, I guess, the win they've got to hang their hat on right now is the k-state win sure uh but yeah that i'll, I'll be intrigued by them because they feel like they're a little more explosive this year offensively but yeah as you said they, they've still got some teeth to that schedule much like uh missouri is interesting because they are undefeated and again i would love for tech to be five and no sure. with the same opponents the same margin um much like kentucky they've only left their home state one time and that was to play at vanderbilt yep and you know three of their five wins Middle Tennessee State at home, Kansas State, which is, I think, an impressive win. Sure. And Memphis, all yeah. one score affairs. And Memphis was in St. Louis. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Uh, and they've got Kentucky. Well, they're playing LSU this week. I think Kentucky. Sure, that's a show-and-tell game. Yeah, it is. And uh, and LSU may be beatable. And and if they – you talk about a flip game. Like, they beat LSU. We start thinking about them as a 9-10 win team, you know. That's – 
It's uh, or are they going to get beat and maybe struggle with Kentucky and then go to Georgia and get whacked? And we go okay, six and six. It'll be interesting because they they host LSU in Columbia, right? So that's uh, that's yeah. a very winnable game. It'll be a um, big one. In, in fact, LSU is a favorite here, five and a half points. I'm not quite sure why that that seems a little bit too wide of a spread there. And then they play at Kentucky the next week. And I think that could play to the advantage of Missouri because I have to think if you're going to play a team like Georgia, you're going to get a little beat up, mm-hmm. right? That that game will take a toll on you, um, not just physically, but also just the emotional and mental um, you know, exhaustion yeah, going from going up against sure. the number one team in the country, the two-time defending national champs, all that stuff. Um, so maybe Missouri is getting them at a really good time. Yep. I don't know. Yep, yep. Uh, Clint, do you have any thoughts about you know surprising Missouri football, which is uh, um, you know five and zero and and the the highest ranked team from the uh, the Kansas Missouri area? Well, when you put it like that, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that they're five and zero, mostly from the uh, Kansas State side, especially the first couple of weeks. They just looked. Oh, horrible, yeah. terrible. I mean, Brady Cook was getting, he's a starting quarterback, was getting booed uh, during warmups yeah. for uh, what, the Kansas State game? Was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. And then they beat Kansas State and just have kept winning. I don't think it'll last for very much longer if I was putting money down. Um, not enough to say, like, well, that was a fluky Kansas State win. They're more solid than I thought they'd be. Okay, so you don't want to put money down. Would you put an email down? Let me go back and look at the schedule. Let me. Read what do you want to know? Let me, what do you want to know? Let me. Uh, they're hosting LSU and then they're at Kentucky. But after that, I'm in for. Oh, South Carolina at Georgia, Tennessee at home, Florida at home at Arkansas. Ooh, I'll say they win one more game. You think that they'll only win one more I'll game? Say, I'll say they win one more game. No chance. They they win at least one more game or two more games. All right, so we'll get that in the old uh, email. That'll be fun. Gus, are you playing? <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a conversation about is about what Jayhawks still still doing that Jayhawks Missouri stuff. <laughs> what we're talking about? We were talking about wagon NASA. Tra- we're talking about wagon train. No, NASA. I am bothered by the repeated offensive depictions of certain indigenous populations. Yes, it's horrendous. This nineteen. 19- 58. And did you put that in the email yeah. for Gus? Yes, I did. I yes. That was my vote. <laughs> um, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Kentucky reminds me of Leach's uh, days at Tech. Not world beaters, but very competitive and, and can dangerous. easily sneak up on better teams. Yeah, dangerous. I like it. Good call. That's the fight in what? Not Obviously not the Bob Stoops. That's the... Uh, Mark Stoops. Not Mike Stoops. Yep, there you go. The fight in Mark Stoops. Pretty, who who pretty, would have thought? Of of the of the you know those three guys, that Mark would have the. I don't know longest tenured coaching career in college. Yeah, because Mike got two cracks at it, right? Arizona and yeah. What was the other one? Oh, was uh, it a small school. Oh, where Group was it? Five. I don't know. 
check back with us at four. We'll re, we'll re uh, no, recount just, the just uh, Arizona. The Mike's do yeah, just Arizona. Career. More tech talk next. <laughs> The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to get your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety seven Have you seen the latest in the Mel Tucker saga? I saw some stuff this week, but go ahead. I, I, I uh, I'd hate to give three day old news. It wouldn't be the first Plus, time, it's, by it's the a way. Three hour show, so. <laughs> yeah. um, so his. Um, his hearing, his Title IX hearing was supposed to be this week. Might have been like yesterday or the day before. And uh, he did not attend. He said that he had a medical issue. Um, but his... Why are you waving, Clint? We, we've already seen you before. <laughs> oh, was that not to me? No. Oh, Never. My yeah. Uh, well, Gus Mel, usually waves at me, doesn't make eye contact. Last Mel Tucker's thought. lawyers sent a 106-page letter um, that purports to have new evidence about uh, his situation with uh, Brenda Tracy. Of course, the allegations are that he um, had an inappropriate relationship with her that was not consensual. Um, some of those kind of some of the nuts and bolts of, of that are not in dispute. For example, there was a phone call, I think, last April where he. Uh, Careful. I don't know. <laughs> Careful. Where he uh, he took care of himself on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I did a pretty good job there. Yeah. Took care of himself on the phone while uh, while Tracy was on the phone with him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> she she's she'd made she's made a, a ton of line complaint. Uh, he he was fired. I think everyone knows that. Um, but the letter alleges that uh, she manipulated a key witness, deleted key evidence, uh, selectively gave transcripts to the Office of Institutional Equity, um, I guess as part of some kind of discovery process. I don't know how he got his uh, a copy of these texts, but you know she was allegedly texting about only having five dollars left in her bank account and um, you know is is way behind on some tax stuff and was trying to get money from him to pay for some like a documentary or something. Anyways, two sides of every story, and, and certainly this does not fully exonerate him. And I think regardless, even the most generous interpretation of this whole incident um, to, to Mel Tucker is still not good. Right. Um, but it's uh, interesting. And not not pretty, not good no, for anybody. And you you would, I mean, there's so much at stake here. This isn't something that his side is going to um, um, just go. Hey, let's just uh, sweep this under the rug, and um, you know that way I can move on with my coaching career. Because what's at stake is, I, and I'm not even. I, I don't even talk about damages, but they're they're just wanting the balance of the contract as most uh, cause. Uh, lawsuit type firings would do 
but his has what the balance of that contract's eighty million. Uh, a lot. Yeah. So it's yeah, him him burying the rest of his career if it were to come to that to to you know, win or position himself for a settlement or whatever, uh, you know, is is probably gonna be worth it. Uh, if he never coaches another down of football, if he gets a sizable chunk of that eighty million, it should be just fine. And I don't. Uh, I mean, he, he's alleging that uh, he's alleging that Michigan State um, fired him not because of this complaint, but because they wanted to get out of his contract. I don't. I don't know that I buy that really. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did not. They were not good last year. Um, but I don't. I don't think that you were expecting him to build some powerhouse right away right he had a great first season a lot of that was in the back of kenneth walker that standout running back who's now with the seahawks yeah um you know they were they were five and seven last year overtime loss uh to indiana could have gone to a bowl game and you know the year before that they were 11 and two right you know they 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 won uh, the peach bowl so i don't i don't buy that that the administration was just kind of raring to let him go yeah, we're not that doesn't feel like it, they're far enough into this thing to give up on it, but it uh Yeah, that's a mess and uh glad it's uh not something we're dealing with. And you know, the so speaking of Title Nine and courtroom and all that stuff, as uh this here legal settlement legal section <laughs> of Tech Talk. As we uh, watch Adam twelve on Yes. The uh, Me TV. The, <laughs> close. Uh, the uh, one of the Baylor trials, the it's it's the lawsuit from one of the victims or I guess alleged victims of the uh, of one of the sexual assaults that has pressed all the way through the process. She's suing Baylor um, on the basis of, of you know failure to protect whatever via Title Nine, like that she wasn't given. Like, hey, I told you about this, and you didn't do anything about it, which has been the basis of all of this. But I think through all this process, this is where they've had the depositions and a lot of the things that have, you know, dragged Coach Bryles and all of that stuff in there. And so this, that's like hitting the court this week, I believe, oh, wow. or the earliest parts of that, maybe, of uh, getting the courtroom. So that'll probably be another little little proceeding we'll be able to read about and i think this is way past any impact on a f- football sure. show i mean you know coach Bryles is gone and this this is about her versus baylor but everyone else is being pulled into this and will there be will the the jeff levies and folks like that get dragged into it or ian mccall i think ian mccall is part of this of course he was athletic group baylor now at uh liberty believe yeah. uh um, but yeah, that's that's something else to kind of something else. One of those other little things that'll pop up on our ESPN.com this week or in this month, probably. This person says on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, and I I should have just put it this way. This is a plus. They say Mel Tucker was not master of his own domain. <laughs> that's very good. Thank you. Yeah. This has been the Tech Talk podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.